Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Future is Bilingual podcast. My name is Heather. I'm very glad that you are joining me here today. Whether it's the first time you're listening or you're an old friend, welcome, welcome back. It's so great to talk with you guys in the new year. Happy New Year. I hope you are well. I hope that you are healthy. My family did catch a little bit of something and uh, did not get to publish this episode as early in the new year as I would have liked, but alas, we are all well now. So without further ado, we're going to talk about over 30 free ways that you can practice your language or languages this year. And everybody likes free, and I hope that I caught you early enough that you did not buy a whole bunch of stuff for the first thinking you had all these grandiose plans. So let's get some free tips right now. Okay, so I know I said right now, but I have a few things I want to say to you before we get started just to set us up for success. And the first is a quick reality check that I, the other day, deleted two books from my Amazon shopping cart that I was going to buy because I should look at the library first. And I'm in a different state, so I have to figure out their interlibrary loan system. But I'm going to do that before I purchase them because A, I can get it from the library, B, I can save money, and C, I might not even want those books after I finish reading them. I don't necessarily want them to sit on my shelves and collect dust, and then I have to do something with them. So for all those reasons, I myself was like, I'm planning a lesson on freeways, and here I am with books in my Amazon cart. What am I doing? So I deleted them because I will check my local library and figure that out. Okay, so let's get into this episode. It is the new year, and you are listening to this podcast because you are hopefully wanting to be bilingual, or maybe you already are bilingual, you're working on another language, maybe you're raising bilingual kids, whatever the reason, you're here because you like languages. So I hope that you have a language in mind, at least one that you want to work on this year, whether it's a brand new language, you know nothing, or it's something that you're revisiting, maybe you studied it years ago, whatever the case may be, get that language in your head now because I want you to be thinking throughout this episode of how you would implement these tips. And you can kind of even do a yes or no. Like if I give you a tip and you're like, absolutely not, I'm not gonna do that, you can ignore it. And if you're like, yes, totally, jot it down. Okay, next, uh, I want you to think about what you're already doing with that language. You know, kind of where you're at, how long have you been studying it? What are you already doing to practice it? So kind of get that idea in your head of where you are. So like I said, if it's a new language, you have a clean slate, you are gonna just, you could do any of these things, but again, then your level is gonna be lower. So maybe some things would be more difficult. So just keep that in mind, your level, your comfort level, your exposure to this language, the things that you're doing to practice it already. Okay, third point, if you have a goal or an intention for this year with this language, that's wonderful. Obviously bring that to this episode. But if you don't, no worries. That is definitely not necessary. Um, You can definitely still make progress in a language without having a goal. So that is in no way a requirement, just something to think about if you already have it in mind. Okay, so now that you have your language, kind of thinking about how am I practicing this, I want you to ask yourself, what do I really wanna practice more of? This is kind of a throwback to uh, the previous episode about bringing more joy into your lives. But yes, you should also be bringing more joy into your language study. 
And part of that joy is not paying for resources that you then don't use and then feeling bad that you paid for something. So if it's free and you don't like it, who cares? You just stop using it, <laughs> right? So hopefully this will help uh, alleviate a little bit of the guilt that can sometimes happen when we buy books or buy resources or buy courses and then we don't actually do anything with them. Okay, one last little thing, not so little actually, that I wanna remind us of. This is really important. Languages are built up of four basic skills, right? We need to be able to listen and com comprehend, right? So we have listening and listening comprehension. We need to be able to speak, right? And along with speaking, don't forget, is your pronunciation, things like that, but the rhythm, the sounds of the language. Also, there's reading and there's writing. Now, I don't actually think that reading and writing are a necessary component that you have to have to be a proficient speaker of a language. You can be completely fluent and be able to just listen and speak. I don't think you need to have all four skills. I think there are many people who maybe don't have knowledge of a writing system, but they are fluent, you know, proficient, maybe even native speakers of a language. So not to say that you need all four skills, but I'm going to break today's activities down by skill to kind of help you organize if you know that you need to do more writing or you know that you need to do more speaking, for example. Um, I also want to say no skill, none of these four skills, listening, speaking, reading, and writing, is harder or easier than another, right? It depends on so many factors. Some people might find reading to be easier because they can take their time, right? Some people might find listening to be easier, but some people might find speaking to be easier because you're in control. You can't control what the other person is talking about when you're listening and it might go over your head. So it depends on your level, it depends on your exposure, your background, who you're talking to, what their accent is like. So all these things are playing into it, right? Even if there's background noise, if it's if there's visual aids or not, there's so many factors playing into it. So I don't want you to think about them as this is the one I like more, or this one is so hard for me. It's gonna be hard or easy depending on many, many factors, not just you as a person. Okay, also keep in mind that listening and reading are input. So you're taking in information that someone is either saying or somebody has written down whereas speaking and writing are output so that means you need to produce something uh, you have to either say something or write something down in the language right so they're a little bit more active um, one last note is that listening and speaking often will happen at a faster pace so i was just talking about this where reading you can take your time uh, so not always right but uh, when we talk today, there are some activities that you can do that can make even listening and speaking kind of at a slower pace. So I'll try and remember to mention that so that you're, you do have that time to maybe look up words and think and go back and re-record, things like that. Okay, so we have listening, speaking, reading, and writing, but do not forget languages are not just those four skills. They are also a grammar vocabulary and a huge component which is culture right languages do not exist in these little bubbles just of pure grammar and vocab that never change of course not languages are made up of 
people who speak them, people that live in specific places, right? Um, the country, the people, all sorts of things play this role of influencing the language and vice versa, right? The language also influences the people. One last thing that I'm going to mention before I dive into these is, if possible, try and engage with authentic resources, authentic materials. So these are materials that are made by people of that culture for people of that culture. So it's not created by a teacher for learners. So these are really useful because you get a lot of cultural knowledge just embedded, right? Like it's filmed in that place. People are speaking the way that they would speak naturally. Um, if it's a song, right? There's just these topics and things that are gonna come up that's very culturally embedded. As we were just saying, you can't take culture and, and language and separate them out. Um, and that does not mean materials created by a teacher are just trash and you should not look at them at all. Of course not. We need a balance of both. But if you're going to choose a song, like I said, or a movie, you know, one that's created by a teacher for school versus one that's created, you know, for the people, by the people, I would go for the authentic resource. But again, it's all about balance. Listen and you know, listen to yourself, do what makes most sense for you and what interests you more. Okay, so the time has come. Let's dive into these. And like I said, I organized them by skill. So the first skill set is listening and comprehension. So if you think that you wanna practice, actually, really we should practice all four skills, but this is, you know, pay special attention if you're someone that maybe does a lot of maybe reading and writing and you're not doing as much listening. Okay, so the first one, the most obvious and the best one is listen to podcasts. So um, obviously you guys all know what a podcast is, you know where to find them. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I just wanna mention that there are so many great shows and don't overlook a show that's not producing new episodes because I have found many podcasts that I really love and they're no longer being created but I'm just going through all the old episodes. It doesn't matter when they were published. Okay, so podcasts have been around, I believe since like 2011-ish, 12. It's been over a decade. So there are many, many good shows that, you know, went on for a few years and, and stopped in that time. So do not overlook those shows. Number two, listen to audiobooks. So if you have a Kindle, you can do that way. Um, I use a free library app, so you could check with your library and see if they have a, an app that they use. So I know the app I have has audiobooks, digital books, music, all sorts of things, and it's all free. Another one is, number three, listen to radio. And uh, the one I use, the app I use, is called MyTuner Free. It's a radio, uh, and I will put that in the show notes, but there's probably others out there. Okay, and the number four tip is to watch movies or videos, um, TV shows, whatever you can find on YouTube. We all know that YouTube is a great resource and there's many, many, many things on YouTube. So interesting. There's now subtitles often. There's even comments if you wanna read and go down. You can get a lot of information on YouTube. And if you are watching uh, movies or videos, um, which you could also get from your library, uh, just you know, ask yourself, do you want to watch with subtitles? Do you want to watch with subtitles in your language or 
in the language that you're listening to. Again, that can depend on your level, your comfort, but also it could change day to day. Maybe one day you want to watch with the subtitles in your native tongue and another day you're going to go for the subtitles in that language. It doesn't have to be something you decide once, you can change. Uh, number five, listen to songs. This can be on YouTube, Spotify, the radio, as we already mentioned, but earlier I was thinking kind of talk radio. And number six way to listen and practice your comprehension for free is go somewhere, go to a store, a market, maybe a section of town, like a little Italy or Chinatown where you can hear people talking. So yes, I am telling you to eavesdrop, <laughs> but in a nice polite way, right? Um, so I know even in my small town America, we have Korean food stores, we have halal food stores, we have Latino markets. So there's plenty even in my little small town. So I'm sure if you live in a bigger city or even a small city, you can probably find somewhere to go and listen. Okay, moving on to speaking and pronunciation. So the first one I put number seven is to practice on an app that matches you with native speakers. So you might've heard of Tandem and HelloTalk. I think those are the two big ones. I don't know any others. Um, I just wanna say, use those with caution because sometimes people can be a little bit creepy. So again, uh, be very clear, uh, use it with caution. Don't talk to people if they seem creepy, but I did uh, use Tandem and got a lot of great practice. I found many, many nice people. And this is where I should say you can practice uh, obviously speaking, right? You can record, um, it's, it's basically like any WhatsApp or any uh, Telegram thing like that. So you can record an audio message. You can listen to an audio message. You can also make phone calls, video calls, things of that nature, or you can write, right? So you can practice all the skills on there. But uh, here I wanted to focus on practicing your speaking and pronunciation. Okay, number eight is go to an event with other learners and or with native speakers. So here's where I would say, come join us at the Duolingo uh, classes, but they're ending very, very soon, which is unfortunate. So try and find other language events that happen for free that you can interact with people. One such language event I can suggest to you is with my company Freestyle, we host an event every single month in both French and Spanish, two different events, one for French, one for Spanish. And we do all sorts of different themes. So in January, we're doing a game night. We're gonna play different, different games. We've done virtual tours. We've done uh, concerts. We hosted live musicians. We are gonna do a paint night. We've done cooking demos. Uh, all sorts of things. And so every single month we host these free events that you can come join. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And just quickly, if you are interested in taking French or Spanish, I do have a 15% off code. I will put it in the show notes. Um, our classes are starting on the 23rd of this month. Okay. Number 10, we're already at number 10, is uh, go to a language meetup. These happen in big cities in person, but you can also find some online. Or if you are a bilingual family, try and find a playgroup where people speak your language. Number 11 is you could play a little word game. You could play it with yourself. You could play it with a friend, with your child. You could play it <laughs> out loud, talk to your dog. Um, so for example, you could play I spy. And again, you have to say it out loud. We're trying to practice our speaking here. 
You can play categories where you kind of pick a category uh, like animals, or you can pick a letter, like anything that starts with the letter B. You can pick a color, I'm looking for anything that's black. Uh, and you try and name as many things in that category as you can. You can play the word chain game, which is where you say a word, and then the next word has to start with the last letter of the first one. So let me give you an example, because it's kind of difficult to explain. If I said the word ball, it ends with an L. So then the next word I say could be light, and that ends with a T. So then I could say uh, twin, and et cetera, et cetera, right? And then twin ending with N would give me new, et cetera. You can try rhyming. Um, so you could say a word and then try and think of a word that rhymes with it. My kids and I were doing that today in English just for fun. Um, and just a little bonus tip. I know we are working on speaking, but if you are playing one of these word games, try to write them down. So you can like be like, oh yes, and then I said this, this, this. Okay, so that's number 11 is to play a little game. Yes, it might seem silly playing uh, a word game out loud by yourself, but you know what? You're going to be working your brain. You're going to be practicing your pronunciation. Who cares if you're sitting with you and your dog practicing French? That's great. Okay, number 12. Uh, try to translate something that you're either reading, seeing, watching. So for example, if you and your kid are sitting and they want you to read the same book over again, this book that they love, try to read it in a different language. Okay, your kid might look at you weird or protest depending on their age, but just kind of have fun with it, right? You can even kind of mix the words so that they still know what's going on. Um, but see if you can put a couple words in your language uh, that you're working on. Or if, you, if your child speaks that language, you could just switch to that language, obviously. Uh, and do the best you can. Don't beat yourself up. This is more just for fun. Uh, or if you're watching TV um, with your kid or by yourself, you know, if they say if they say a sentence, you know, try and translate it uh, and say it out loud, right? So whatever the example is, right? Like, what is going on here? And you could say it in the language, right? Like in Polish, what's going on here? So you just, just kind of, it's almost like shadowing, but not, you're just translating on the spot just to, you know, kind of have fun with it. Okay, number 13 is to narrate out loud what you're doing. And a lot of us as parents, we already do this with our kids, right? Like, I'm gonna get you tea, I'm grabbing the milk, I'm grabbing this, I'm gonna make you this. Um, but you can also do that to yourself, <laughs> right? It might seem a little bit weird, um, but talk out loud. Say what you're doing, but in your language, right? Talk to your, to your pet, talk to your plants, talk to whomever, your coffee pot. But talk out loud and say what you're doing, say what you're gonna do next, what you need to do. So talking out loud to yourself might seem crazy, but you know what? It's language practice. So just try it, try it before you knock it. Okay, moving on to reading. So the first one, it's kind of obvious. Obviously, <laughs> the first thing I'm gonna suggest is read a book if you can get one. Like I said, the library is a great resource, Kindle, things like that. The genre does not matter, right? Some people say read kids books. Some people say, no, I'm an adult. I don't wanna read kids books. Read something that's gonna be interesting to you, something that you're gonna be able to understand. So it can be a super simple book for kids with just a couple, you know, vocabulary words. 
It could be, you know, a fiction, nonfiction. It could be a cookbook. It can be whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, and yes, if you are reading books to your kids, that counts. So that's awesome as well. And just a reminder to ask your library if they do have those interlibrary loans. I don't know if I mentioned, but um, the one in Ma Massachusetts where I used to live, you could get books if your your library, your little town library doesn't have it, they would order it from another town within the the whole library system of that state or whatever. So just ask if uh, if there's a way to get books that they don't have right there on the spot. Okay, so books is number 14 magazines number 15 obviously uh number 16 is instagram accounts which might seem silly because a lot of us think oh instagram it's a waste of time but if you are following really good accounts with interesting content you can and you spend the time to actually read you know the posts that they're making and the comments that people are writing you can actually get a lot of good language practice and for free and usually for fun so instagram's a great place to be uh, there are websites and blogs. Do you guys remember those blogs? Um, so yes, many, many, many wonderful things on the internet. Um, so just uh, if you want to, you could print them out, although that's not uh, free or environmentally friendly, but it is an option and it is an option if you have kids and you want them to read. Uh, so just think about that as an option. You can also change the language on your phone or on any device that you're using, your computer, your TV, whatever it may be. And last but not least, uh, if you have products that have different languages on them, I know that's more prevalent in Europe, but if you have that option, you could read the back of different products, the cereal box, the shampoo, whatever it may be. You never know where you're gonna pick up words and then where you're gonna see them later and maybe need them. All right, we're already on to our last category, which is writing. So this is number 20 take notes as you study so if you're watching a video on youtube you may be getting all this really great information from that video but if you don't take a few minutes to write it down you might forget so it's kind of worth it um, especially if it's a longer video like 10 minutes 20 minutes half an hour you could take just a couple sentences a couple maybe even just one page of notes and then not have to rewatch that whole video again to kind of get that information. So I am really a big fan of taking notes. I think putting pen to paper, making your hand actually write something down, or if it's your fingers, typing out digital notes, I think that's also very helpful for your brain to remember because you're putting that information onto paper. Okay, number 21, <laughs> this is something I've actually done is label things in your house to reinforce vocabulary and i don't remember how old i was but i was at my parents i had labeled a whole bunch of things in korean so there was just all these little not sticky notes i had done like uh, the index cards and cut them up but like the telephone and the bathroom and the mirror and like all these things were labeled so one way to just reinforce some vocabulary Number 22, you could start a personal diary or a gratitude journal or like a one sentence every night type of journal. There's all sorts of ways uh, that you can just write a little something down. And on that note, you could actually follow a language challenge. And I'm thinking of Elle from Speaking Tongues podcast. She has this daily challenge of very simple prompts like five words to do with nature or uh, this or that coffee or tea, like very, very simple things that you could start 
and um, you could either do that every day, do a little bit each day, or the way I would do her when I was doing it last year, I would kind of batch it. So I would skip the whole week and then Saturday I would do, you know, six or seven of them and then <laughs> do the same the following week because they are short. So whichever way floats your boat, but there's a lot of good language challenges that are free. There's the the mini, what is it, mini immersion. There's like this weekend immersion thing that people do. There's tons. So get on Instagram and check them out. If you're not sure, uh, you can, you know, tag me, write to me, and I'll try and point you in the right direction because there are many. Um, speaking of social media, you could also make a post. You could post onto your, you know, your feed or your story. You can also write comments. Uh, you can write someone a DM, okay, especially if it's someone whose content you enjoy, that you're you're following them to learn a language, there may be a teacher, you can send them a nice little quick DM to say thank you. You can also write a post on Journaly. So that's like the word journal with a Y, and I will put that in the show notes. Um, if you guys don't know, this is an online blogging space for language learners. So people are able to, to like read different posts in different languages and then give each other feedback on, usually it's like grammar, vocab, that kind of stuff. But it's a pretty cool space. I've written one and then never. Um, I'm definitely more of a private, personal diary type person and not an online posting. But it is a, it's a great option and I have tried it out. So I will link that in the show notes. Number 27, you could write a review for an author, a podcaster, a content creator, maybe an item you purchased on Amazon. Um, I know my friend Ina, she wrote a book called Trilingual Me, and she would love having different uh, languages posted about if you've had, if you've bought her book or seen her give a talk on it, you could write a little review for that book. Um, I think that would be great. Right? Even if you don't understand all the languages, I think somebody out there is going to understand. So go ahead, feel free to post no matter, you know, whether she speaks that language or not. Same thing with a podcaster, a content creator, you're just, you're giving a a good opinion and it's going to go out into the world. Um, and I've, I've found it interesting with items on Amazon, right? I'm living in the States, but I've seen people post in Spanish and I'm like, oh, hey, I can understand their comment. Cool. I should or shouldn't buy this thing. So one quick, easy way to do that. Uh, number 28 is to write someone a letter. And even if you don't send it, right? So it doesn't have to be in the language that that person speaks, but just kind of get your feelings out, write a letter that's very personal, right? So it might teach you some interesting vocabulary. Uh, you could write a poem or a haiku or all different types of poetry that I won't get into here. Number 30, you could write your to-do list. You could write a shopping list or, you know, any other mundane thing that you have to write down during the day. Try putting it into that language. Number 31, you could fill up your calendar with all the different things you have to do, but in the language, right? So you wouldn't write dentist appointment. <laughs> you would write rendezvous chez le dentiste, for example. Uh, and just a little bonus tip, you could also create your own calendar, like a physical one or a digital one that would include all the days of the week and all the months in that language as well as all the appointments and the, the work meetings and things like that that we already mentioned. Okay, so that's it for the four categories of listening, speaking, reading, and writing. Hopefully there's culture embedded into most of those as much as you can. Uh, I do have three other 
bonus kind of things that didn't fit into one category specifically. Uh, and the first one is apps for language learning. So while a lot of these can also touch on multiple, um, they still kind of fit best into one category. For example, the apps like Tandem and HelloTalk are really geared towards getting you to speak more, even though you can do all four skills. Whereas language apps, I wouldn't say, oh, it's, it's best for speaking or best for something else. So it's just kind of this bonus. And maybe you were expecting me to start with language learning apps because that's what everybody thinks. Oh, free language app, great. Um, and there's so many out there. I'm not gonna get into which one is the best. Um, it really depends on you. There's many out there. Everybody knows Duolingo, Busu, Memrise, there's tons. Um, so try them out, see if you like it, give it a little bit of a test run, right? Not just one day, but maybe a couple of days, see how their system is, is run, how they get you to review, things like that. The one app that I will mention is utalk so that's the letter u t a l k so just five letters utalk i will mention because it has tons of languages more than i've ever seen on any other app right most of the apps are like if you're doing one of the you know big languages like english spanish french german but utalk has tons of languages i just i'm so impressed with their the, the quantity the quality I really love this app um, and they have dialects as well. So if you're doing a lesser known language, a language that you've struggled in the past to find resources for, definitely, definitely check out Utalk. They're awesome. Um, so that's language learning apps. Again, explore, have fun. If it's free, don't be afraid to download it. You can always delete it later if you're not using it. Uh, the next one, which is not so easy, is to start dating someone who speaks that language or befriend somebody who speaks that language. Get to know somebody, find someone. So this may just happen in your life. Like there's, you know, a neighbor that speaks Polish here. Um, there was a lady that's nearby, she's Italian. So you might just run into these people that you can kind of naturally practice with. Uh, but if you can start dating someone, you'll have constant companion who can help you. But this is easier said than done. And it's a little dangerous. I'm not telling you to go searching for a mate that speaks your, your uh, target language. And lastly, uh, start thinking in the language. Now this one is maybe harder to do, <laughs> um, but it's definitely worth it. And I think it's very, uh, it's not a tip that we often think about. It's not something you often hear people say, oh, think in your language. Um, but this will help you get out of that trap of thinking in your, your native language and then trying to translate into your target language because things don't always translate. So if you can start really just thinking in that language, you're gonna be one step closer to becoming fluent because your brain is already gonna be conditioned to not translate, to just think. Okay, so one sentence at a time or even one word at a time, right? So if you're a total beginner, you could start with just, do I know the word for cup? computer, things like that, right? Just start one word at a time and start building sentences little by little. But this really will help you to, to train your brain to not be dependent always on your first language or your strongest language. Okay, so I'm gonna do a really quick recap without any of the details on all 34 of these ways to practice and without mentioning which, you know, which category I put them in. Number one, listen to podcasts. Number two, 
listen to audiobooks. Number three, listen to the radio. Uh, so talk radio or music. Number four, watch videos, movies, TV shows, etc. Anything you can find. Number five, listen to songs. It could be on YouTube, Spotify, radio, etc. And number six, go to a store, a market, or a section of town and listen to people talking. Number seven, download an app that matches you with a native speaker like Tandem or HelloTalk. Number eight, go to language events with other learners and or natives. Number nine, join an awesome uh, free online event like we have at Freestyle. Number 10, join a language meetup, whether it's in person or online, or go to a playgroup with other bilingual families. Number 11, play a word game with yourself or with your cat or with your child. Number 12, try translating things that you're reading or that you're seeing or you're watching or listening to. And number 13, narrate out loud what you're doing to yourself, to your kid, to your dog, to whomever. Uh, number 14, read books. Number 15, read magazines. Number 16, follow Instagram accounts that have interesting content. Number 17, read blogs and websites. Number 18, change the language on your phone or device. Number 19, read the back of products if it's available in your language. Number 20, take notes as you study. 21, label things in your house. 22, start a personal diary, a gratitude journal, a one sentence diary, etc. 23, follow a language challenge like Elle's from Speaking Tongues podcast. 24, share a post on your social media story or your feed. 25, write a comment or a DM. 26, post on journaly. 27, write a review for an author, podcaster, content creator, or item you've purchased. 28, write somebody a letter, even if you don't send it. 29, write a poem or a haiku. Number 30, write your to-do list, your shopping list, whatever it is, mundane thing you have to write down. Number 31, create a calendar or just write all of your meetings, appointments, etc in that language. Number 32, download a language app, language learning app like Utalk. 33, start dating someone or befriend someone who speaks that language. And number 34, start thinking in that language. I left that one for last on purpose because I think it really, really is such an important step that we overlook. Okay, so go ahead and try one or more of these things today. And I would love to hear if you guys think I forgot something. Um, and if you have more suggestions, please send them to me. You can find me at the future is bilingual on Instagram or write me an email at tfibpodcast at gmail.com. And before we close, I do want to say that free, of course, is wonderful. It's great for us to kind of get our toes wet to see, you know, if this is something we do want to dive into. But there's really no replacement. I have to say this because <laughs> I'm a language teacher, but not only am I a language teacher, I'm a language student and I pay for classes with a teacher, with a tutor, because there is value in having that. You can download 
and I have tons of free resources from the internet. There are courses, there are PDFs, there are all, all sorts of things that you can find. But without that human connection, things just don't necessarily stick. And also, if you're like me, you can download stuff and never make the time to open it again. So having accountability is huge. Knowing that I have to meet with my tutor every week forces me to sit down and do something. She teaches me so much cultural knowledge, things that you can say, just there's this whole wealth of knowledge and she teaches me just so much more than you could get from a PDF or notes or PowerPoints or pretty pictures, whatever the content looks like, right? Even a video, because it's not tailored to you. Um, when you're in a classroom, right? If it's one-on-one -on -one tutoring, or if you're in a classroom with other learners, that's even better because you guys are going to have interactions. The teacher is going to tell you guys things. And what happens in class, you're like you're part of it, right? The teachers are going to react to questions that you're asking. So it's so personal. Um, you just learn so much extra stuff. So as much as I'm saying, try all these free methods. Yes, yes, yes. These should be extra, right? These are, these are great to add on top. These are great to fill in. Um, but there's really no replacement for taking a class and having someone to push you and kind of get you to, to progress more, right? I also think there's no replacement to having human interaction, contact with a teacher, other students. And it's just, you can, if you really want to make progress, you're going to have to either be super accountable and super dedicated and super focused and organized and do these things all the time. And you're going to see progress for sure. But most of us, <laughs> normal humans, we need accountability. We need maybe the fact that you did pay for courses, right? You, you don't want to waste your money, so you're going to show up. So whatever it is that's going to get you to, to make progress, right? If this is really something that you want, then you won't make excuses for it. You will do it. But having free stuff uh, and ideas is always great as well. So that's it for this episode. I hope that you found something useful, something that you want to try. And again, like I said earlier, please let me know if you think that I forgot something. And even while I was editing this show, I thought of four things that I forgot that you can do. So let me add those to my list and also say that I said I was planning a lesson when I was actually planning an episode. So I apologize for that slip of the tongue. It's kind of natural for me to say that as a teacher. Okay. So four things I forgot, four bonus things, since I thought of them in the few hours since recording this. Uh, the first deals with reading. And I just meant to say, um, I only said Instagram. I only mentioned that social media, but there are many other social media platforms. So um, take that with a grain of salt. You can also find Facebook groups. You can find lots of other things. If Twitter's your thing, wherever it is that you enjoy spending time online, I apologize for only saying Instagram. Another one with reading is read a recipe and cook something. Uh, obviously you have to buy ingredients, but you do have to eat. So I'm gonna count that as free because hopefully you have the ingredients already. And then two more things that deal with speaking is uh, one, to record yourself. And you don't have to share it with anybody. It's just you can sit on your phone or sit on the, your computer, but it's a way to watch and see your progress. So if you record yourself maybe once a month or once every three months, once every six months, whatever uh, time that makes sense for you. But you know, even if you do it once and forget and a year later you record yourself, 
it's great to just see your progress, right? Just say anything, you know, even if you, you write it out before and it's scripted, it's still yourself speaking, practicing, your accent, your intonation, all those things. Um, so it's nice to have that visual of yourself speaking. And then one last thing, which is something I actually enjoy doing, uh, which is singing a song out loud, right? Not just in your head, not just humming it, but actually pronouncing the words, singing a song. And bonus points if you learn the song by heart. Okay, so I'm going to add those to my list and I will try and make a post soon about this for Instagram. So if you're not following me already, please come and follow me. I don't want to sound like a YouTuber, but I am going to say, please follow me on Instagram at the future is bilingual, all one word. Please share, share this episode. If you know someone who's learning a language, um, if you have people that you think would enjoy this podcast in general, please share it. It means so much and it really helps to get the word out. You know, word of mouth is one of the best ways to share things. Uh, if you aren't already subscribed, subscribe to this show on your favorite podcast platform. And lastly, just to complete my spiel, please, please leave a review. It really means so much and it helps you all know about the algorithm, right? So it helps other people find the show. So if you can do something, if you can take five minutes and maybe just subscribe or maybe leave a review or maybe share it, whatever it is that you can do, I would appreciate it so, so much. Um, if you do share on Instagram, please tag me at the future is bilingual. That way I can give you some love back. And yeah, send me a DM, send me a little message saying, hello, I love your show. That, that always makes my day, it makes my year. So thank you guys so much for listening. It is a pleasure to be with you guys again. And I hope that there will be a, a new episode coming soon. Take care, everyone. Be well. Bye-bye.